Welcome to this fourth edition of Big Questions, Vertical Coaching's podcast. In this episode, we speak to Gavin Sinclair, who has followed his purpose and his dreams and ambitions to tackle some incredible feats, cycling to Cairo and to to run uh, solo runs for 4,000 kilometers. Chatting to Gavin was incredible as he used to be in a corporate corporate sort of setup and that was his day-to-day and he decided that that's not what he wanted to do, that he wanted to push his body and that he wanted to push his mind and to basically test himself. And when we look at vertical coaching and we look at for for what we we strive for and what our mission and our vision is, is Gavin Sinclair is one of those people that follows his passion and his purpose. Deep down inside, every single one of us have passion, have purpose, and we have a vision. And Mr. Sinclair is one person who decided to lay everything aside and to sacrifice the the life that he was living in the corporate environment and to get out of the city and to to tackle these great feats for for charity for things that were close to his heart so i suggest that you uh, turn that volume up and tap into to what mr sinclair has to share with us in this episode please follow him on social media he does mention that and look out for our webinar which is coming next week which unfortunately had to be postponed due to major storms i don't know if anybody's listening to the storm or we're looking at the weather and the, the reports at the moment. So sit back, chill out, relax, and listen to what Mr. Gavin Sinclair has to share about his journey. Thank you very much. Enjoy. Thanks for for reaching out and wanting to be on our podcast. No, absolutely. Eh? Where are you? It looks uh, looks nice and sunny there. Uh, so I'm here in uh, Mozambique, uh, Ponte de Ora, uh, and I'm at my friend Theria uh, Ponte restaurant. Nice. Yeah, it's a good day. It's sunny, no clouds, a little bit of a, a breeze in the air. But I mean, you know, it is winter, so it is a little bit nippy. Uh, pretty much the same uh, climate as SA. Yeah, it's a bit chilly here in the Cape. I think quite a lot chillier than where you are at the moment. <laughs> Especially against the mountain. So I'm going to try yeah what um what what is it that you're doing at the moment in mozambique um i live here well i seem to reside more in africa than south africa in the last four 
years, five years doing my extreme endurance charity challenges. I mean, I've never, in the last five years, I think I've been home like two months out of the five years, four years. I mean, my Keptokara took me a few months, my run through Africa. And then the following year, you know, traveling far up north to do two island swims. So I've really fallen in love with Africa and Mozambique specifically. Um, just uh, you travel up Mozambique and it just becomes more tropical. So for me, I'm residing more in uh, Mozambique. Uh, and it just suits my lifestyle in terms of training. And I, I get to be experience just the beautiful coastline of Mozambique and just the, the amazing surroundings and the people and stuff. So very blessed to be able to have this as my backyard to play in. Oh, that's fantastic. And then in terms of, of playing in your backyard, that um, I read a bit about your, your journey from Cape to Cairo. I mean, that must have been quite an incredible experience. Yeah, sure it was. Uh, nine months. Sure, I could have done it quicker, but it wasn't. It's not. It was. It wasn't a race. It was just about finishing. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm, many stories I can tell you, and experiences, and incredible support by people supporting me along the way. Many challenges, but you know, none of them are really a challenge. Uh, unless you believe it's a challenge or it's a problem, your perception of what you do really determines how you react to the situation. So if you decide to cycle solo unsupported from Cape Town to Cairo, um, you need to prepare yourself that, you know, there, there are things that can and will go wrong and you have to mentally uh, prepare yourself for those, those, um, uh, those situations. And they did happen daily. I mean, uh, downpours, uh, being chased, um, uh, almost being attacked, malaria, mechanical problems, uh, and, and um, what else? Uh, fatigue, um, making sure you've got enough nutrition uh, each day and planning your, your strategy and, and looking at your route ahead each day the night before. Um, looking at the, the, you know, uh, the distance you have to cover, how many calories you need based on the energy and the food and stuff. But yeah, it was an incredible experience. I got to see Africa in such an incredible way. I mean, I didn't cycle the traditional route that's becoming very um, commercialized now. I mean, in the earlier days, you know, you heard of one or two people doing some, some epic long distance uh, physical challenge but nowadays it's become a trend you know everybody is sort of on bicycles and when I was cycling I passed a few Europeans coming down from north to south um, so and you meet such incredible like-minded people along the way and of course what you see is just incredible I mean you know you have the stresses of crossing borders I mean you have a lot of anxiety when you go through the borders because you never know what's going to happen um, but yeah, uh, it was an incredible experience. I only got up to Sudan because I couldn't go through Ethiopia. My uh, visa, 
I couldn't get a visa for some reason uh, in uh, Nairobi in Kenya. So uh, I basically uh, did a detour across Lake Tukana where I literally almost died. Uh, punctures in both wheels. I was pushing this bike for five days in the absolute remote area, no satellite, I had no food, no water, and I literally was stopping off at all these nomads that lived along the, the lake for water and some food. And yeah, the, I was really challenged there, and, and I had to get across Lake Tukana back on the other side uh, of the west of Kenya to enter South Sudan. <laughs> instead of Ethiopia, which is the general route, which meant that uh, I was entering a war zone. Because at that time, South Sudan and Sudan were basically, uh, a war was about to, to um, break out. And two guys tried to attack me and I pedaled for my life and I got to Juba. Uh, and I was escorted by the military and the police in a, in a van and they, they took me to the airport and I had to fly out uh, and I wasn't allowed to continue and literally two days later the war broke out. So it was a little bit hair raising um, and you know I heard a few stories of people that got caught up in that area, that specific area as well but uh, the one guy was less fortunate and he ended up in hospital for four months. Sure. That sounds, no, it sounds like there's, a, there's an adventure every single day. And, you know, one of the things that, that really struck me and, and kind of motivated me to, to really have this conversation with you, which we're having now, is, you know, there's two main themes that kind of pop out from, from what I see that you're doing. You know, the first is that you've got an incredible sense of meaning and purpose. And in terms of that, doing recovery coaching and what I do, and, and you know, from where I came from, uh, struggling so much with addiction, moving into a culture of well, uh, wellness with adding trail running and mountain running to it, you know, that's, that's a sense of, of adding value to your life on a deeper, deeper level. Um, you know, that was the first theme. And the, the second theme is that pushing through, you know, I mean, you, you pretty much had to push through some serious hard times, some serious struggles, you know, not so much physically, but I think it's actually been mentally, you know, preparing for the races um, or these expeditions, as you should call them, um, or adventures or journeys, actually. I, I like the word journeys. But if you look at, at that, it's 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 a a constant kind of fight with yourself physically and with yourself mentally. So in a sense, you're growing emotionally and you're growing physically you know, through those times. So you know you are the first person that we have on the podcast that isn't directly involved in in um, in addiction or recovery, as per se, but you are an individual that stands out. So, you know, the big question that I want to ask you now is wh what drives you to do these, these journeys? What drives you to push your, your body as a human being and your mind as a human being to, to places that you don't know if you will be able to cope, but you've got the faith that you will be able to. So what, what propels you to do this? Adrenaline. <laughs> <laughs> 
There is something about adrenaline that just, um, it's a feeling I'm addicted to. Okay. And sure, we all have addictions, right? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's alcohol, drugs, gambling, sex, or, or compulsive behaviors, or, or whatever it is, or, or overtraining, or, you know, reverse pain training, we all have something you know, that we are working on because we're humans, right? We, we, we are born by default. We're not perfect. Regardless of the demographics, whether you come from rich or poor, there are things that you deal with and it's really about your mind, right? And um, so I'm addicted to adrenaline ever since I can remember from a young kid when I got a, my first bicycle, that adrenaline kicked in. Then I went on to, you know, little peewee bikes and BMX racing and motocross and stuff. So it's a part of me. I love speed and I love living on the edge. There's something about it. When you go to bed, you have this feeling, the sense of being connected. And um, for me, I do this because it makes me feel alive. I have ADD. I suffer from bad anxiety attacks and, and a few other things. And this is the place where I, where it all disappears. When I'm in nature, whether it's in a forest or in a desert or regardless, in nature, those things disappear and I'm able to connect self on a very true, organic, pure level. And doing that physically where you just push yourself, I mean, completely past your threshold. You know, they say when you get to that point, okay, for instance, when you're running, right, you're doing a marathon or a, or a trail run, and you know when you get to that point where you go, I can't go more, I'm hurting. It, it's like now it's a problem. And then you run for another hour or we'll say hour and a half, and then you say, okay, really. Uh, and you're really only tapping into about 40%. Uh, and you have another 60% to go. And it's just how limited we can be in our minds and our thoughts but we are so so powerful and strong from a spiritual point of view and you know our tenacity uh, when you are put into a situation um, survival I mean we perform incredible uh, um, I mean there are many stories of you see people that just run out in front of a car and pick up a kid and, and just literally dive out the way we are able to do uh, super uh, human uh, abilities we have these abilities but for me to go out there to push myself physically and mentally and actually feel like I almost lost it is actually where I grow and it's about personal growth for me it's about connecting to self because I can be very disconnected and I can get very frustrated with life and I I tend to have a very short tolerance and I get bored with life and I need these things. And, and there's nothing more exciting for me to be out in nature, seeing something for the first time and every day it's new and you literally don't really know what tomorrow holds. And that's the exciting key for me is the unknown is the unknown. Whereas a lot of us, we tend to stay in that comfort zone because it's comfortable. And, and growth is, is pain. And, and, and uh, for me to be able to do what I do, 
Uh, I just absolutely love it. Four or five years ago, you know, I was in and out of the corporate world. I tried one or two businesses and I just, uh, I just decided that um, I, I'm going to get on a bicycle and just go through Africa. And it was the best decision I could ever have made. And, um, and I knew I'd finish it. And I knew I had already finished it. And it was just preparing yourself mentally. And it was just about me saying to myself, all right, okay, so how do I prepare myself? Okay, well, I'm not going to cycle to Cairo, but it's just going to be uh, every day doing a bit of a distance ride. And, and you take it from there. Instead of it being like you, you ride and you get to your afternoon stopover or where you're going to pitch your tent and then realize in obviously a bit of physical pain because uh, you're riding literally all day, uh, realizing, oh, shit, you know, I've got to do another 12,000 Ks. I mean, you'd lose it. But if you just took it as, as if it was every day just doing an outride and enjoying it and being fully present in the moment and absorbing each and every single experience the people you come across um it makes it more worthwhile and in doing so you know it's the people that that bind these experiences yeah. that's what makes this because at the end of it when you die you, you you all you have are memories and this is what oh. life is about is building or or experiences as enough memories as one can and you, you can you can only do that if you you leave your home and if you you travel and explore and adventure. It's a part of our DNA. Earlier days we used to go uh, into the mountain in solitude for for a week or two or whatever and, and reconnect and come back down. No, for sure. And and I'm hearing a lot of a lot of themes of of self improvement and kind of self-mastery that are coming through there, you know, from, from being connected. And one of the, one of the most important books at the moment um, on, on addiction, um, the author, Johan Hari, says that the opposite to addiction is not sobriety, but connectedness. And Correct. I mean, that, that, that rings loud and clear. Uh, you know, for many people that are struggling with, with anything in their life to feel connected. And you mentioned being connected to self. And that's what these journeys kind of assist you to do is to be connected with yourself. And um, so, so that's incredible, you know, and it's so incredible to hear that you, you, you gave up what you were doing and you just set out for the experience. And you mentioned also being present in the moment and being present in the moment is one of the most valuable kind of spiritual tools that we can learn to to manifest and you know another thing that i wanted to mention is how many cultures you must travel through you know when you're traveling from cape town to cairo and i'm sure that there was people that kind of took you in and gave you a bed for the night oh Stuart, it was incredible i mean it was a melting pot of culture environment and, and people i mean you know because you're traveling at, at slow speed on a bicycle you you pass through each and every little village and you get to see how the the landscape changes as you're cycling i mean from one landscape to all of a sudden these incredible baobab trees it's just breathtaking and you literally stop and just you stare you know and um you meet all these different um types of uh african cultures 
the, the housing, the, the style of the, the little huts and stuff. And no, absolutely. I mean, you have all the little kids running up to you, calling you, calling you umzungu and, and like waving. And some of them would actually just bolt and run away because they've never seen, I think, a white person. Maybe that's how remote you can be out there in Africa. I mean, you're crossing some places with your bicycle over your head because there's floods and there's rivers. And I mean, I really took a off the beaten track route. And um, no, it was really incredible. And the support obviously kicks in with the social media and the press media. And I did my cycle ride for Missing Children of South Africa as, a, as an ambassador to raise funds and awareness. So after a while when people got to hear about me um, through the media and that note, it became a lovely support structure. I mean, I was spoiled uh, at times, but it was tough. I mean, I slept in, in the police stations. Well, I wasn't allowed to sleep inside, so I had to sleep outside on, on the veranda. I slept in a drain. I slept under a bush covered in banana leaves so no one would notice me. Um, I mean, I stayed in villas hotels, guest houses, backpackers in my tent, infested with hyena around me in Kenya. So you get, you, you, you have many, many incredible experiences. No, I can imagine that they connect you with self and with other people. And I think, you know, in a day and age where, you know, especially what we're seeing now and so much bitterness in the world, um, and, and this, this systemic sort of hatred that, that keeps on popping up, which is very discouraging. I mean, you see human nature for what it is. You, you probably really do. And human nature really is kind. And, and to see that, it must be, you know, it must be incredible. You know, it must be um, absolutely amazing to, to be see, seeing that on these journeys. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you is while you're traveling on these, these journeys and you know, a lot of our listeners are engaged in, in recovery and moving into a culture of recovery, but I'm sure there's been times when you've been discouraged, either when you're planning a journey and, you know, the sponsors are falling through or visas are falling through and, or when you actually, you're out there and your body just, it, it goes to what the trail runners call um, the ultra distance runners, they call it the pain cave. Where does your mind go? Where do you find the strength? Um, I think when you are in at that point um, and you're being challenged or there's a scenario, it's to maybe look at it from a different perspective. So maybe it's not that bad, but our nat natural reaction is to react and say it's bad. Um, and just to look at it and see it for what it is. And I mean, if you're cycling from Cape Town to Cairo, you gotta realize that's these are the things that are going to happen. You're not driving your BMW from Morningside to Sandton, and there can't be too many things that could go wrong with that. And the point is, uh, for me, that's where you draw your strongest uh, resources from, is through those challenges. Either, well, you can give up, or you can make a success out of it. And yeah, there are times when I'm challenged, where uh, sponsorships are, are not easy. I mean, my experience, I was, I was wanting to go for the longest triathlon in the world um, for me. So in 2017, I cycled Cape to Cairo. 
2018, I ran 4,000 Ks through Africa, four African countries. And then in 2019, I did two island swims up north of Mozambique in preparation and PR for my big swim, which was to Madagascar, 460 kilometers. And I'm not a swimmer. I would have used flippers because I don't do swimming. I'm not a triathlete. I just like to do everything uh, physically. And um, what happened was I joined a new foundation, a government foundation, and they basically told me that they can cover the cost, no problem. And we started um, doing PR. I went on Expresso show, SABC3, and uh, two weeks before the, the swim, uh, doing a lot of planning and logistics, uh, and uh, a friend of mine, Jono in Cape Town. Yeah, you know Jono, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met him a few times. I'm actually closer with oh. um, another friend of his, Thane Williams, that swam and I, to Madagascar with him. That's right. And, and I... I, I I um, got a lot of information from him and, um, and two weeks before uh, the organization basically then verbally, you know, turned around and said to me, you know, well, they don't have the, the budget to, to cover the cost and hire the catamaran. So I must raise the funds for the cost of the event and then raise funds during the event. And it was a hard blow, really, you know, and I was on a roll with the Cape car and the run and of course, credibility and all these things. So, in that situation, it's always good to look at what are the opportunities in the tough scenarios. And there are always opportunities in a negative situation because yin yang, black or white, because negative is positive and positive is negative. Yeah, that makes, um, sure, that makes a lot of sense. So you see the situation for what it is. So you've got that ability to, to be mindful and to step back and to, be, to become self-aware and be like, listen, I mean, this is just one day out of many or this is just one moment out of many. And um, I, I see that you do quite a bit of it for, for charity. Is, um, what, what charities have you worked with before? So um, I was an ambassador for Missing Children in South Africa for a period of four years in which I did, uh, I raised funds and awareness for um, uh, during my Kara and my run. And then I decided to um, shift and look at a, look in a new direction uh, and new possibilities and opportunities. Uh, and the Madagascar swim, I was approached by a person over a period of three years wanting me to assist or collaborate with them. And of course, I just told you the story, what happened. It didn't really uh, go so well. So I'm looking for a new foundation to obviously represent for the future moving forward. And you gave me one uh, a contact. Yeah, I did. I did. So, yeah, I've been doing uh, fundraising for missing children over the period of four years. But currently, um, with no organization or foundation, so I'm looking for the right fit. I see, I see. And what's, what's in the pipeline, Gav? Okay, so we've all had an interesting, um, I call it the pause button effect with the virus. And of course we can debate this and we can look at it from many angles, but it, it has shaped and, sh and 
shifted the way we we will kind of communicate and function in the future. It's really had a massive impact on us, all of us. And uh, so I was working on one or two projects up in Gorongosa, where I was going to do a charity run through their park to raise funds and awareness for them. Uh, um, and um, I was hoping to start working on a climb next. I would like to climb a mountain next um, and just get involved in any um, projects that relate to what I do and uh, where I can inspire and motivate people, hopefully. Uh, and obviously, as long as I'm pushing myself physically and mentally, that's, that's a big part of it. And to be able to hopefully touch one or two people's lives and say, you know, um, I've inspired somebody or motivated somebody out there by our conversation. So I want to climb a mountain next. I'd like to do that. But if there are any other opportunities that pop up, I mean, I could think of many opportunities. And entering this industry as a professional adventurer, I've been very blessed with press media who have followed me over a period. Uh, and uh, this, my sponsors have been great to me over the years. Falk. I've just joined up with Collagen for Athletes uh, as an ambassador, and I was an ambassador for Garmin for a period of time. That contract has ended. So um, it really is about a budget. I mean, because you and I or anybody can do the most incredible adventure um, events or experiences or challenges or projects, but it all comes down to, you know, the budget. But something that also we need to think about is you, we don't need as much as we believe we do. And it's nice to see how we all kind of going back to the basics, right? And, um, you know, your Cape to Cairo, I, I spoke to this guy and I, I asked him if he had done it. And I said, you know, can you give me some advice? And he said, well, it's very simple. Just keep going. Make sure that the sun rises on the right and sets on the left. And that, then you know you are going north or you're traveling in a northerly direction. That's all you need to know and have a lot of fun. And I mean, I didn't have all the techno gadgets or GPS at the time and stuff. I just had my phone, uh, Google Maps and uh, yeah. Sure. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, it's, uh, I think your, 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 your video is probably frozen. I mean, that's uh, one of the, the things with Zoom. So you can disable and enable your video again. But from, from you know, there's the comment that's going on here is that you, you like to, your, your purpose and your mission is to challenge yourself mentally and physically. You know, and that, that's really what, what you, you love doing. Um, what I want to ask you is, if, if money wasn't an option um, and you had to dream big, what would be the one journey you would love to take? Wow. Okay. I do see my screen is frozen, so I apologize for that. I'm not sure why that's doing that. But anyway, oh, my word. Um, so I was working on another project here in Mozambique. I mapped out and I piloted a three-day event which consists of running about 100 k's up the beach and to run up the beach of Mozambique is just magical and then you cut through 
forest and and so you know i'm in this industry of of adventuring and um i'm looking at the developments with sports brands associated with corporates and associated with uh, adventure racing is the new trend now there's a new trend that's happened where you know there's groups of extreme adventurers that are competing against each other on a larger scale um, compared to the triathlon um, scale so i guess i would love to start a, an extreme uh, adventure team uh, and, and go out and, and, and just go and do some epic stuff in the most insane places where people have never been before. Um, and I would love to be able to get on stage and travel and inspire and motivate people and make a difference and, and start an NGO where I can give back, especially um, in, in Cape Town. When I lived in Cape Town, I I wasn't successful on in, in, in um, starting up an NGO where I wanted to create uh, um, an environment for sports kids development in rural areas because sports is such an incredible um, tool for healing and for addiction and, and for anything because it's a part of your life. You need to move. You yeah. need exercise uh, to be a part of your balance. And it's so important to be able to give kids those fundamental sort of um, building blocks, whether that's soccer balls or, or, or boots or second-hand kits, you know, and distribute that through Africa and create these workshops and, and, and help uh, bringing psychologists where they, if there are problems at the home where, you know, they can talk to the parents and stuff, but get kids uh, into sport and get them off the streets. Yeah, I mean, that's something that will be positive um, with their time. So, so Gav, like, your, your, your dreams are pretty big. And I, I firmly believe from what you tell me is, you know, you were in the corporate environment and you decided to go into to do what you're doing now. That shift that, that you had in, that, in your mindset, to, you know, to kind of leave that, that world behind you and, and just become this adventurer, from what I'm seeing is that you want to, you want to create that for other people. You want other people to come to the realization that you've come to. Um, well, I'm, I'm really, I mean, for me, sport has always been such an important part of my life from a very young age. It gives you confidence. It allows you to discover yourself and it helps you to push yourself physically and mentally and it helps you to form and shape your body. And it's just an all-around all positive uh, experience. And, and for me to be able to share that or transfer this, this energy, uh, you know, on my path and with people that I meet along the way, and um, whether that be I can take people out on expeditions. Um, and, of course, another part of what I'm hoping is to turn whatever it is into a reality show through YouTube. But I would love to be on a TV channel and do a reality episode or something like that. But yeah, absolutely. I, I would, I would love those opportunities. And I think if, 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 if anybody has something that's positive and, and, and it, you know, it, you, you can help trans transform somebody else through that, um, through the power of sport and through what you've experienced, it's great. It's about sharing, isn't it? Because that's humanity. Um, 
and it's for us to to connect again and, and i'm not saying we we disconnected but i'm saying that life is just crazy it, 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 we are all feeling a little bit unsure of things and who we really are and what we really love to do because there's a lot of role play you go to school um, you then go and study further and then you become something in a corporate system and yeah. uh, there's such a lovely shift and change in terms of uh, companies where you see more social enterprises where it's about you now not about the companies and and i think people are realizing you know life is so short and and if you're not doing what you love and what you're obsessed or passionate about you know it doesn't make sense and and you know, is it possible that you can, you can give up everything and go and live in the bush and, and adventure and create a, 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 a lifestyle that is, is you, that is, that you are able to sustain yourself and, and create this incredible environment where other people can feed from? No, for sure. I mean, sure. That's, um, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely the aim is, is, and they say, you know, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. And I know for that's myself, correct. one of the major things that kept me in, in, a, in a place of, of dysfunction was what I was doing with my life and, and what my goals were in life. You know, my, you know, from since high school, when I left, my goal was to be that businessman with a you know, with a bond and a, a medical aid. Yeah. You know, eventually I, there were some stages in my life when I got that, but then it wasn't the enough. Standard, the standard tick box. Mm. But Two it, kids. It's a bottomless pit. It's a bottomless yeah. pit. You know, you need to, to well, from what, what I've experienced is you need to try and, follow things that are meaningful in life, not what's expedient, you know, not, not the material possession or, or, or personal kind of possessions or, or status in terms of, you know, what society says that you must have. And when I made that shift, and, you know, since I've launched vertical coaching and I started doing the coaching and the running, it's, it's, it's made a, a massive shift in, in my, my motivation and my mindset so I, I completely hear what you're saying. And I think the energy's right. Sorry? Because the energy's right. It's natural. Yeah. It flows not, more. It is. And and you know, then what's driving me is something which is inside of me, not something which is outside of me. And in, in positive psychology, they call that the internal locus of control. So when your locus of control is driven from within your your attitude and your your ability to to have self-efficacy towards a situation is far greater sure okay so um what what's what's happening next gav what is the the next step well what does your next month look like so um I'm using this time to um, do a course, digital marketing. I think it's important for me to, to, to get up to speed with digital because I mean, the fifth cognitive revolution is the internet, which has shaped our future and how we communicate and live and, and function. 
So yeah. it makes sense. And in, in, in what I'm doing, it, it relies on the public uh, uh, press media and, and part of the business model, if I can call it that, um, I need to understand digital a little bit better um, and how I'm communicating on these platforms um, because it's a very competitive environment and market. This And uh, professional adventuring, it's all about a budget. And it's a very niche market. There is a very, there's, there's a handful of people that are doing it around the world, but it's growing in popularity and stuff. So projects for me, finish my course, um, I want to start training again and um, I'm hoping to look at climbing a mountain or, or doing something or perhaps, you know, I get a lot of offers, uh, people saying, yeah, you know. But um, yeah. you've had some incredible journeys there. What, which one stands out for you the most? Um, I've been asked a question often in terms of which was more difficult the cycle or the run um, which stands out for me I think each and every one that I do and will do in the future will stand out for me because each one is completely unique um, each one requires a specific um, physical uh, qualities, mental qualities, um, and the experiences. But I think if you look at it from a holistic point of view, I mean, it's, it's you're out there in the nature and it's you're adventuring and you are being tested uh, physically and mentally. So um, I think the swims have to stand out for me um, because I'm not a swimmer, I'm land-based. You know, I have done scuba diving and I've done really into water-based sports. So when I did my two swims up north of uh, Mozambique, Ilit de Mozambique to the mainland and stuff, I mean, it was really interesting. Um, but for me, um, yeah, it, it was quite a challenge for me because uh, I was swimming uh, through current. And of course, you always have this idea of what's beneath you. Not to say that when you're cycling in a remote area in Africa that you're not going to have some similar experience. But yeah, I think the swim stood out for me the most. Now that those are done and finished, I think I'll definitely look at, like I said before, climbing a mountain or something. Okay. Is there any advice that you would give to, to anybody that would want to get into a similar thing or because I know for myself, I was thinking about a, a really long trail run and um, obviously with, with stopping. Yeah. But is there, you know, just briefly, is there any advice that through your own experience that you could possibly give to others? Uh, I think what's important is whatever you're doing. And I know it's so cliche to say, but I mean, if, we, if you're going to do like an epic run, over say a month or two months and it's just your uh you've got to love what you're doing i mean if you enter that type of um challenge you've got to enjoy doing it in the first place otherwise everything else is going to just going to seem like it's impossible and, and it's failure or it's 
it's, it's just everything's going wrong and all these elements that, you know, your perspective. So advice, uh, I think if you, if you, if you want to reconnect and you, you want to have an experience and you want to sort of get closer to self and, and personal growth and uh, do something that you feel like you've challenged, uh, challenged yourself is do something that is outrageous and crazy and, and uh, you know, not the norm. Because, you know, the system likes you to, to conform in a system. And um, advice is obviously have some sort of level of base fitness, sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, and just do it. The hardest challenge, I would say, which is not hard, but one of them is obviously sponsorship and, and getting the right people on board and, and getting the media and stuff but is to get on the starting line is the most important because while you're prepping for this and logistics and training and and um getting sponsorships and connecting and emails and, and social media and all this um it's it can be quite stressful but once you stand on the on the start line you know what it's like shoot when your trail run race is about to go off and the gun's about to go yeah that, there's Adrenaline. I promise you, when you stand on that start line and you just go for it, it's just liberating. And like I said before, for me, um, it's a place. It's a place of peace where I go. It's my it's my cave, if I can call it that. So just prepare, understand a little bit of what you're doing, where you're going, um, and um, most of my real planning, Cape to Cairo and my running stuff, really only happened after I'd started. So, and so, you know, I would do stage one and get to where I am meant to stop. And then I will do research on the, the following day. And that's where it really kicked in. There's no ways you can plan for nine months ahead every stop because you don't know anything. So the thing is, you don't need to plan as much. Uh, believe that you can do it. Uh, and have some base fitness. And when you get to wherever you are, ask the locals for advice because they can give you far better insight and advice than Google Maps uh, can. And then you just take it day by day, whether it's a one day or a one week or a one month or a one year uh, epic challenge, that's, you just take it as it goes. And you know, the Cape to Cairo, it sounds far, but trust me, Halfway through it, or a little bit past half the halfway mark, I was literally backpedaling, not wanting this to end because it goes so quick. Yeah. And another thing that just popped out for me is you must uh, spend a lot of time on your own, in your own head. I would love to know what goes yeah. through your head on, the, on those long journeys. Yeah, I do enjoy that. I am generally alone. Um, I'm currently involved with a beautiful Portuguese woman named Raquel. But in the past, I, I loved to be by myself and I enjoyed my own company. However, it wasn't like that in my earlier days. I needed people around me. I needed to be in the clubs. You know, I was born in Joburg and I, I needed a lot of distraction, right? Because sometimes if you don't really want to be left alone with yourself, people like a lot of distractions so you know you go home you're on social media turn on TV and the hi-fi it's distraction so for me I can really enjoy solitude and uh, absolute quietness and for some people it's a noise some people don't enjoy that because 
it makes you have to think about yourself and have to and it makes you uh, go inward and a lot of people don't like to work you know on themselves you know it's easier to look at other people and, and see in them what you would like to see in yourself but sometimes people aren't prepared to do the hard work and yeah it's tough I mean it's a lot of sort of you know um, having to deal with with issues and pain and, and scenarios from the past but I mean that's what sets you free no, that's very, very true. I agree with what you say in terms of, of dealing with things from the past and, and actually being comfortable with yourself, being able to sit in your own skin and to just be happy with who you are. You know? and, and the biggest conversation I think that we'll ever have is the conversation that we have with ourselves. You know? So, I mean... Um, what, exactly. Yeah, what you're doing is, is, is while you're out there on those long runs and those long journeys, I mean, you... you, you you're definitely having conversations with yourself. You know, you definitely work. I, I had quite a few stewards, and uh, some of them were outbursts, and uh, just just liberating to be able to just let go nowhere. And yeah, you have chats, man, and you go inward, and I would come out of it, and then all of a sudden I would see like a different landscape. I'm like, whoa, hang on. Um, sabotaging myself here why am i in my head instead of uh living in the present and we we switch on and off into those phases of inward and outward and i've found myself doing that quite often and i had to keep pulling myself out of my head because i used to live a lot in my head and and the voices and stuff you can i mean you can uh and and if you are able to live in the moment, in the present, like I always say, fully, 100%, you're just open up to far more experiences and opportunities. Because if you're in your head, you could miss an opportunity that could pass by, a life-changing opportunity. But because you're so stuck in yourself, you're just not able to connect. And you're missing out on all these opportunities and experiencing life. And yeah, that's why we have a lot of these things because we're not comfortable with self and we need distractions, uh, drugs, gambling, uh, all these things. And there's so much of it out there and it's so easily available that it's easy for us just to get latched onto one of these habits and just going inward. No, that's very true. I think that makes a lot of sense. And a lot of people that that listen to the podcast or follow very approaching would, would definitely resonate with with that. Sure. Again, and you know what? Yeah, it's very an absolute pleasure. Sorry, you broke up there, but I just wanted to to say thank you. And and you know what? I, I wanted to encourage you because you know, after reading your articles and, and, and watching some of your interviews, you know, it's, it's definitely inspiring. And, and through sort of like a vicarious experience of self-efficacy, when people see somebody like you doing what you're doing, they, it's, it resonates something inside the individual and, and it makes us believe that we can accomplish what we can accomplish. So whatever you're doing out there and whatever adventures you're going on and sharing with with other people, just know that it's, it's touching people's lives. It's, it's encouraging people and it's, you know, it's pushing people to, to move through those mountains in their own life and to break through 
whatever barriers that they face. So I wanted to encourage you that, that you're already doing that. So I want to thank you for, for what you're doing with regards to that. I really appreciate your kind words, Stuart. And, you know, you just got to do what sets your soul on fire. And, and no matter what it is, no matter how bizarre it might seem, um, don't care about what other people think, you know. It's not about other people. It's about yourself and, and, and discovering your purpose um, and your role that you need to play on this planet. And we obviously have a very important part of saving the planet and, and nature and, and the wildlife and, and, and mankind. Let's be more kind to each other, guys. Come on now. Jeez. You know, and uh, love. Let's spread the word. And uh, if you're feeling disconnected, you know, go out and do something crazy. Uh, and and uh, you'll appreciate a lot of things. And, and the reason why I have done these extreme adventures is because I get to appreciate water. I mean, before I, ne I was never, I could never appreciate anything I had. And I had, I've had everything and I just, just was not connected. I was disconnected. And, uh, you know, to come back after being in Africa for, for nine months where you don't bath for a week. Uh, and if you can find good water, I mean, uh, you know, you, you just appreciate going home, taking on the tap. You take so much for granted in this world. And it's, I think it helps just go back to basics a little bit, you know, rough it a little bit, go camping and, and just, just get some perspective on life again, you know? No, for sure. I'm sure those adventures do bring about humility. Anyway, Gav, I'm sure we could probably chat for hours about your adventures. Um, if anybody wanted to try and get hold of you, how would they get hold of you? Um, you can Google my G-A-V-E-N, Gavin Sinclair, and you'll, it will pull uh, up all my social media handles. Or you can just go into G-A-V-E-N, Gavin Sinclair Adventures, which is my Instagram account, um, and you'll pick up uh, some contact details or my Facebook page, G-A-V-E-N, which is Gavin. Uh, Sinclair and you will see there will be some links to my other social media and my email addresses and, and stuff. Okay, great. Fantastic. And so is that how you pronounce your name? Gavin? Gavin. So it's Scottish the way you pronounce the name or spell the name. So it's not traditional G-A-V-I-N, Gavin. It's Gavin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay, Gavin. <laughs> Yes. I was thinking it was Gavin all along, but um, half Scottish, half Afrikaans, and a little bit of something else, I'm sure. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect makeup for a runner. Yeah, sure. Cool. Anyway, go well and all the best with your next adventure. We'll definitely be following you. And Great. thank you so much for taking out this time to encourage our listeners. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for, for being for giving me this platform to be able to to you know tell my story and and let's collaborate. Let's do some epic crazy thing together. No, for right? sure. Definitely. Let me you know. Do a run or a something. When you're in the Cape, let me know. We'll we'll meet up and go for a good cool. one. Absolute. Okay, Stuart. Take take care. All the best. Cheers, man.
Thank you. Bye. 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 -bye.